8.38, you are with SFM 104 to 107, and this, of course, is the time where we go cracking into um, all of the great books that are around and about word domination, really trying to understand how we look at words. The first book we're going to look at today is a book by the author Veronique Tadjo. Veronique Tadjo has written a book called In the Company of Men, The Ebola Tales, and uh, she is a writer, a poet, a novelist, and an artist. Originally, she hails from Côte d'Ivoire, as she has lived in South Africa for a while, and she has written a slim but truly poignant series of vignettes. So In the Company of Men is a beautiful and, as I say, often poignant series of vignettes which illustrate the experience of the Ebola virus. Now, whilst the book is about that specific virus, it talks to our experience over the last few years of the COVID virus, highlighting in many ways the relationship between environmental crisis and health. Each one of the vignettes forms part of a bigger narrative about the frailty of humanity, but also the generosity of humanity at times. It starts with the small boys who kill the bats, grilling them on a fire in the bush. And I have to say, I read that and I thought, who hasn't done something similar to that as a child? The thrill is in the experience. I mean, in my case, it was potatoes. We took potatoes and we burnt them black on a fire in the felt. They were revolting. You couldn't eat them because they were so black. But uh, just that moment of feeling like you were doing something different. Then, of course, there's the grave digger who does what he does in order to support his family. And indeed, we've interviewed the very self-same kind of character, the matric student, Gustavio Apples, on this very show, who was digging dra- graves during COVID to support his granny, to buy his matric blazer, and to start a soup kitchen. And in so many ways, this is a book about the other being us. Tajo weaves the thread of the life force, the life-giving baobab, throughout the novel. And the tree is, of course, the one that watches over the life and death of the communities. Now, whilst this was written before COVID, it is a parable for the present, but perhaps more urgently for the future as well. Veronique, thank you so much. Uh, Bonjour, madame, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, uh, Michelle, for having me. Thank you very much. So, Veronique, in reading the book, I was struck so much, and I mentioned this in the review, about us, how this is about us and not them, if that makes sense. And whilst we, when we think about Ebola coming from South Africa, we knew it was ravaging West Africa, and there was a sense of the other. And yet COVID has demonstrated that is patently not true. Was that something that you were also looking at when you wrote the book? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I thought that uh, it was uh, very important to kind of uh, reopen uh, discussion uh, around um, uh, the, the Ebola crisis because it has been really uh, very traumatic for the whole continent and uh, especially for, for West Africa. And I thought that uh, first it, it, we needed to look at it with... Um, in a more holistic way, uh, because I've, I've always thought that uh, it was wrong to associate uh, an epidemic with uh, necessarily uh, a region in, uh, in, in the world and, and give it a, a nationality. Because as exactly. we have seen today, um, viruses do not know borders. And uh, it happens here, it happens there, 
And in the end, we can see that we are all in the same uh, boat, in a sense. We, yeah. we have to look at the world as a place where these uh, events uh, can happen and uh, yeah, feel concerned as uh, human beings. Yeah. Veronique, you know, you, um, you, you talked about, um, I, you know, there's this idea of the characters that you've, you've made decisions on to choose, and there are a huge diversity of characters. And what's, you know, I mentioned the grave diggers, um, there's also the educator, there's so many more. What kind of research did you do in order to say these are the characters that I want to come to? Ah, that's that's the that's something that I I cannot answer really. <laughs> Just that uh, uh, the characters needed to touch me in a in a certain way because yeah. there were so many people involved in the fight against uh, Ebola that it would have been endless. Uh, so I had to kind of uh, be particularly touched by what they tried to do. I yeah. really looked at the human dimension the kind of uh, courage that uh, ordinary people had uh, to have in order yeah. to face that uh, terrible uh, disease. And I think that's important because we often think that, well, educated people are going to be much better or whatever. It's not true. Very often yeah. we see that, in fact, the people who were on the front line were people who we very often had not even had a look at. You know, we, we, we looked at them as not uh, people who had so much courage. So I wanted yeah. to, to put that back uh, and, and say, look, people on the front line were, were, were people who needed to, to be recognized. You know, you talk about people on the front line, and, and I'm thinking of the grave digging. The reason maybe I kind of really connected with him as a character was because, um, you know, we have, as I mentioned earlier, interviewed a, a, a student who was drig, uh, digging graves during COVID. Um, and he did this to support his family. And uh, he also started a soup kitchen. A young man was still in school. I mean, really quite extraordinary. But, but what it struck me was, and, and you really touch on this incredibly beautifully, is just the kind of diversity of characters of people who say we will, who walk the walk through something like a pandemic. Um, I, I'm not sure if I was just reading that into it or if because of my own kind of learnings and that. So talk to us about that. I think, I think yes, I think that the Ebola crisis for Africa was a learning curve. And uh, why, in the end, I decided to write the book is because I know the region very well because um, I'm from there. I I, I thought that, in fact, we did not um, learn enough lessons from what had happened. In fact, a catastrophe Hmm. remains a catastrophe if we do not learn from it. And... uh, well, I look at the health system in, in the three uh, countries um, that have been affected by, the, by, by Ebola, uh, namely um, Guinea, uh, Sierra Leone, and Liberia, 
And I, I can see that the, the health system there is still not yeah. efficient and, and, and not prepared for another uh, pandemic. I mean, COVID-19 kind of, for the moment, spared the continent. But I don't think we should think that we're out of the woods yet. Yeah, and absolutely. so I would like to see you know, us being more prepared uh, yeah. for anything that could happen again. You know, you use this in the book. You the, you you have this character. You, you um, it's it's the baobab, which is an ancient sentinel. Um, and in many ways, it's a metaphor for the kind of the relationship between environmental degradation, climate, viruses. Ultimately, I mean. In fact, the decline of of humankind in many ways. Uh, talk to us about that particular character. Uh, the baobab. Yes. Yes, the baobab comes from uh, oral tradition, uh, uh, in the sense that in oral tradition you have um, a sense of the environment, which is still very vivid. And so you can call on all sorts of uh, characters from the environment. And that's why the tree, the baobab tree, speaks, and also um, the bat and the virus itself. Mm. So uh, in the company of man, it's really, um, uh, I change the days uh, in the sense that it's the, the, the animals, the environment, uh, putting back human beings in nature and say we are all interconnected and we need to find a balance if we want to survive. Um, So that's how I I looked at uh, the story. In fact, my question was how can I talk about Ebola in a new Wait, so that uh, people can think again about uh, what had happened and where we can go forward now. You know, Veronique, it's interesting because you, you, in the anthropomorphizing of the baobab, there's one point where it describes almost death as a means to renewal, which of course is perhaps could be, um, is, or, or is a far cry from the current human experience, although that's depending on one's religious beliefs, of course. But it could be that what we have learned from Ebola, and this is really what you're touching on, if I understand you correctly, is that what we have learned from Ebola and now from COVID-19 is that if we could do things differently, if we could reimagine, renew the way we think about environment and health and that, we could look at, we could look at something like a virus of this nature very differently in the future. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think that, for example, uh, in, in in West Africa, in the three regions, actually three countries uh, concerned, deforestation played a very, very important role in the sense that um, if we destroy the habitat of uh, mm. wild animals, they will come closer to us. And yeah. this, uh, uh, shall we say, unnatural uh, contact can create a lot of uh, diseases. And this is yeah. one of our big problems worldwide, is that our relationship with the uh, 
animal world and with nature has uh, gone completely out of control. So we really need to go back to how we can uh, live a better balanced uh, life. We're going to have to leave it there, but I do want to say thank you for a really beautiful, beautiful book. And also, congratulations to your um, translator. I I often think it's it's more than translation. It's more about a far deeper relationship. So I want to say it's beautifully um, uh, translated into English. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for you too. Thank you very much. That's Veronique Tadjo. She has written, it's a slim novel, uh, a series of vignettes. It's called In the Company of Men, the Ebola Tales, published by Jakana, and uh, very, very worth the read, given where we currently are with regards to the idea of, I suppose one can say, of viruses and pandemics, and how do we look at it differently? How do we think about it differently, as she says? And really great book to read.